everybody, this week on Minivan Men, Aaron tells us the story of his second baby being born, and then we talk about the mixing of traditions, Hanukkah and Christmas. Are you going to buy a mensch on a bench? That and more on Minivan Men, starting now. Hey everybody, Minivan Men, the day before Thanksgiving, that's how committed we are to this again, you guys, we're back, we're not messing around. Uh, Maz Jabrani here with Aaron Arianpour, Yo. Al Madrigal, somewhere, maybe Hawaii, I don't know. He's a busy man. So uh, this one is me and Aaron. And um, Aaron, uh, out of Dallas, just uh, got back from uh, from Austin, Texas? Austin, Texas. What's going on there? What happened? You had a story about Austin. Well, yeah, what what happened is it's, it's a great comedy town. It's where all the... Um you know, the industry goes. And I was telling you that the, uh, the new festival is called Moon Tower. And um, just I so got, for, the, for those who, who don't know what the industry means, it oh, means sorry, people, yeah. people that are in the business, whenever they want to go to Texas to do any kind of comedy scouting shows, anything, they won't go to Dallas. They won't go to Houston. They will go to Austin. Every now and then you'll have like a random, you know, America's Got Talent or Last Comic Standing, you know, they'll rotate. They'll go to, you know, Dallas or Houston or San Antonio or whatever. But for best, the most part... Best lasso, rodeo lasso. <laughs> right. Last last lasso standing. Yeah, if, 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 if you're not... Uh, yeah, especially on those shows. If you're not telling jokes or singing songs while you're, you know, clogging with a lasso with a big... Cowboy hat, they're not interested. So, dude, you and I should totally produce Last Lasso Standing. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's that's a it's show wait, is waiting to happen. It's waiting to happen. It's just oh. it's right there. Yeah, yeah. Last right. Lasso Standing. Come on, I like it. All right, put a note. Put a note in there. All right, go uh, ahead. Writing so it down. Yeah. So okay, so yeah, but like any time that there's like a film audition or any time the or like the Nick Mom thing, um, they were showcasing people, so I had to drive down to to Austin to go do that way back when so that's that's what it is it's, it's and nick it's like, mom for the parents i'm just i'm just I'm making sure some people might not be in the know nick mom now for parents yeah. this is something for you guys to pay attention to nickelodeon now does a comedy thing uh stand-up comedy like it like what is it like eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night yeah it's nick jr is is programming for kids like safe programming all day long and then at, at some at prime time when the kids go to bed they switch it over to um, uh, programming that's geared straight to mom and dad. So it goes from like commercials for Mattel and dolls to like commercials for Chablis wine. <laughs> Big boxes. Big boxes of Chablis of wine. wine. Yeah. Are your kids sleeping? Bust out the Chablis wine and watch Last Lasso Standing on Nick Mom. And then, and then some, they had uh, some stand up. I don't know if they've. Um, kept up with it but i know that they did a few seasons of uh and i don't think they're all parents but it was cool because it was you don't get to see just um showcase comedy on tv as much anymore it used to be everywhere yeah um but it, it was kind of cool that they have it and most of the material is geared towards you know raising kids and you know well the i i did it i i recorded it out in new york and they haven't i haven't it hasn't run yet so i'm guessing that they still have it or cool. maybe they maybe they stopped no, I, mm-hmm. I was I was hoping for it because I thought that that might be a good way in. But no, you'd be great for that. So anyway, uh, so you're talking about Austin. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so 
I've made this drive, I don't know how many times during the last year, where it's just like three, three and a half hours down. And then sometimes it's just for an audition or a show or a showcase and then get right back in the car and drive back. Wow. And so um, what I started to tell you was that um, there are a lot of festivals, comedy festivals all over the country. Uh Uh-huh. And um, oftentimes they're a contest type setup, which is not a lot of fun. Um, I like the idea because they're, they're almost like little conventions where you get to network with other comics. You get to see what other scenes are like. Yeah. Um, I've been to the Boston one to the San Francisco one. Um, but the thing is too, it's like if it's a contest setting and you go up one show and you don't advance to the next round, then you're just kind of stuck in a strange city for a few days with Ugh. no stage time. Ugh. So I get this invite from the Moon Tower Festival, which is brand new. Uh, this was in 2012. Now, does and something like that, real quick, does something like that go, hey, and, uh, you know, um, come on, we'll pay you 100 bucks to come down, or is it, this is all free, you got to come down, put yourself up, be a part of the Moon Tower Festival? Now, this is, this is why I was so excited about it, uh-huh. is because unlike, you know, some of the others where you have to pay your own way to get there, and then you don't get paid anything in those contest scenarios unless you advance, unless you win some prize money. Um, you know, y- you're paying for the opportunity to go up at some of these other festivals, right? Right, yeah. So in contrast to that, Moon Tower, I didn't submit a video. I didn't have to apply. They, they reached out to a bunch of different comics and they said, hey, you're in Texas, we're in Texas, why don't you come down and do this festival? We can only pay you this much. <laughs> and they'd, like, heard about, uh, they'd heard about you, they'd heard about Aaron Arian Poor. It was, yeah, word of mouth, you know, because nice. a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, Austin comics, a lot of people network, you know, somebody said, you know, said something to somebody, right. and I, I, I felt honored, I was like, absolutely. And these were huge names that were attached to this festival. Great. So I was like, oh my God, this is like the first big one that's not like a contest that I've got to jump through hoops. Right. So it's called the Water Tower Festival? Moon Tower. Moon Tower Moon Tower. Festival. Okay, okay, okay. And so I was super excited about it. And um, it happened to coincide with, uh, and, and this is where the these worlds collide. Uh, my wife, Nicole, was eight months pregnant at the time (laughs) decisions decisions (laughs) so so we're talking and she knows you know that uh, i love her and i'm not gonna mess anything up but she also knows what an amazing opportunity this is Mm -hmm. and she's like yeah you gotta go you know Mm because it's like three days four days and you know whatever um should i she's like for once you're not paying yeah exactly she's like we're gonna come in on the top, on, on in the pause on, on in the black on this yeah. one, yeah, you gotta go, you gotta go, right? And um, she she really wasn't due for another three weeks or so, uh-huh. uh huh. So we thought, and you know, we thought we were we thought we were safe. So uh, it's a the first night of the festivals on a Wednesday. I'm driving down to Austin with my my friend Paul, Paul Varghese. Paul Varghese. Yeah, the two of us get invited. Uh, we're very very uh, excited. We're talking the whole way down, and. Um, about the halfway mark, you know, between Waco and uh, Troy, Texas, nice. um, I start I start getting these um 
texts from my wife. <laughs> and she's like, you know, and what's really funny is like she's not panicking. This is second child, so maybe it's not, you know, freaking right. her out. But she's like, don't be mad. <laughs> like the texts. Don't be were, mad. Yeah. <laughs> head sticking out of my vagina. But you go do your show. But you fine, fine. You do your show. You 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 go make that dream come true. I'll be just fine. It's okay. Just don't be hold on one second. Push. Um anyway, how's your show going? <laughs> so I I, I'm having a lot of different emotions, you know, I'm like, uh, wait, what? And I'm excited and I'm pissed. And is she I'm at the scared. hospital at this point? Where's at this doing? point? This is late April. She teaches. She had a fellow teacher drive her to the hospital. And you're how, how many hours out? And I'm about two hours, uh, away from home. And you've, no got big, a sh- and you've got a show that night? I've got a show that night. So is this thought running through your head where you're like, okay, if she goes to the hospital and she's in labor for like a little bit longer, that will allow me to go do the show. Let me go do it. Yeah. They, they get back on the road. I'll do a quick 10. They get back on the road. <laughs> hey, guys, is it cool on. if I go up first? Yes, I kind of got this other thing. <laughs> got this thing I got to get to. <laughs> got this other thing I got to get to. Oh, my God. So I... Uh, I'm texting her back like is is this is this real? Is this uh is this are these real contractions or what's what's going on? And within a couple of minutes all sorts of decisions are being made. I'm contacting my friends in Austin. Is there anybody who can come meet us to pick up Paul? I'm driving Paul. I'm Paul's ride down oh, no. to Austin. You're kind of like you're like Paul's dad in this situation. Like you're, <laughs> you're giving birth to Paul comedically. <laughs> right. You've got to deliver this kid. And your wife's got to deliver that kid. So nobody from Austin can make it in time. Oh, my God. Uh, so uh, Paul gets on his phone, starts looking up some stuff. I get on my phone. Uh, I've, 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 I think, anyway, I'm still I'm flustered just thinking about it now. It's been almost two years. <laughs> it's okay. The baby's out. The festival's so, <laughs> over. Keep going. So um, we, we, we turn around. I make a U-turn, and we come back to Waco. I drop my good friend Paul. Paul, who's booked me for shows, who has vouched for me, who has taken me on the road with him. Like your uh, own child. I, I drop him off at the Waco Greyhound bus station. Oh, no. Didn't you see that Waco, Texas thing? <laughs> oh, this, it, trust, there's a lot going on in Waco. It, but that's where they pick up. That's where they brainwash people, yeah, at the bus yeah. station. It's It's been a few years. It's How been, funny would it be if like... like <laughs> This two nights new... later, you're like watching the TV and Paul's on TV testifying as like, I'm, he's like a guru now. <laughs> like, there's, a, there's, there's a new cult. He's got a cult going. Uh, or gazism. Uh, so um, by now it's like, uh, I don't know, 3.30 in the afternoon. And also while all this is going on, I'm contacting the organizers. I'm like, uh-huh. hey, I'm sorry, I can't make it. And they're totally cool, totally sympathetic. Like, Do I still get paid? <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to meet Mark Marin, uh. um, and uh, and they're like, "Oh no, this is totally, uh, totally cool. It's not like you got drunk and overslept. We totally understand. Go do what yeah. you need to do." And um, I'm driving, and I'm not, you know, for, for I don't know what the statute of limitations is, but I'm 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 moving as fast as safely as possible 
You're, you're breaking the law. You're going. You're breaking. No, uh, no, no. Cops are listening to this, and they're gonna come get you. I, I, I get to downtown Dallas by, like, it took me only like an hour to get make, to to cover the distance back. The two hour drive became and, an hour, and and now I hit downtown Dallas at five p.m. Right. And I know it's no L.A., but but Dallas, like a lot of other major cities, it just comes just to a grinding halt between like four o'clock and six o'clock. It's sure, just, everyone's trying to go around the books depository because they know they get shot. De- 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 depository, <laughs> de- you know what I'm saying? Suppo- <laughs> de- you know. <laughs> we try to avoid the suppositories as much as possible. Yes, yes. but anyway, <laughs> uh, I make it all the way back up to the hospital, which is even further north. Um, at 5.15. Like somehow I made it from downtown to further up north in 15 minutes. Yeah. I jump out of the car. I've got the video camera with me because I had it for the comedy shows. I uh, had to change of clothes. I'm sweating through everything. So I, I changed my shirt in the parking lot. And my sister-in-law's already there. Like the whole family's already there just waiting for my dumb ass. Like, where you been? And, 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 and that's where everything also comes to a head. You know, it's like, oh, how how nice for you to make yeah. it. Thank you. Thank you for putting your little comedy dream on hold. You're like, it was a paid gig. It, oh. And uh, But everybody's very sweet and everybody knows what I've been going through. They've been trying to hold off. They've been holding like they, oh her, my her knees have been duct taped together. <laughs> and I make it there like at 515. I'm up the uh, the elevator. They throw on the, uh, you know, all the little, they give, they, they give you like the, the costume scrubs. Yeah, and the, and the booties and everything, and um, I make it into the uh, to the delivery room. And you go in, and she just farts. And she's like, "Oops, <laughs> false alarm." <laughs> have you, you seen that, Have you seen that Louis? Have you? They, <laughs> no, no. no. Did they do that? Yeah, <laughs> his sister. Um, she just farted. She thought uh, she was pregnant. It was a yeah. fart. Oh, oh she was hilarious. pregnant, but it was. A, uh. But no, I get into the delivery room, and I swear to God, he was born. My son was born within ten minutes. Oh my 15 god! Fifteen minutes of me being How there. How cool is that? And so, um, what's funny is that it's like, even yesterday when I'm driving down, uh, and like I said, it's been a year and a half, almost two years. Every time I get to that, that bridge, you know, at the, the two thirds mark, yeah, you know, I text my wife, you know, <laughs> I like, I know you're not pregnant, but nothing's happening, right? Nothing. Now just you're making, making me sure. cry. This is this yeah. <laughs> a great story, man. That's very, it's amazing. So he waited and 10 minutes after it's almost oh like. Oh my God. Yeah. Dad, you're here. Let's do this. Let's Aww. do this. Let's do this. And well, now so, you got this story forever to tell your son. And, and I was joking. I was, I, I was on stage. Like I'm still a good dad. I was around for a while, but I was on stage like maybe a few weeks later. Yeah, of course. And, and uh, I was telling the story that, uh, yeah, and just like that, 10 minutes later, uh, Moon Tower Greyhound Aryanpur was born. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. I just, uh, you know, that I, that's what I think of. It's like I, 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 all the other comics last night had Moon Tower on their credits. And it ah. becomes this thing like, well, weren't you at Moon Tower? Funny story. <laughs> it's a great, yeah, I you, know? you, have, you, you must have much a much better story than anyone else. Because everyone else is like, yeah, man, I went and then we like partied and I just threw up and I was just, you know, I lost in the first round. I didn't even go to, yeah. you know, like it's crap yeah. like that. That's an awesome story, dude. And you can tell in the future. Your what's your other son's name? The one that was the, the one that was born. The, the, that was Mason. That was Mason who showed up. You can up. tell. You can tell Mason. Go, Mason, because of you. I didn't get to the moon tower, and I yeah. did not win, and then we did not move on and get our own TV show. 
Right. And so uh, that's why your father uh, owns a, uh, a, a mailbox store. Because <laughs> of you, Mason. Because of, of you. Because of you. Yeah. That's a great story, man. Oh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, listening to Minivan Men right now, please tell me that was not a great story. You guys got to hit us up. Let us know you're listening. We want to know if you heard this. Just go to facebook.com slash Jobrani. Or to um, Aaron, what Aaron's is Facebook.com slash Aaron, Aaron Comedian, right? Comedian, yeah. A-A-R-O-N. Comedian. Hit him up. Let him know what you thought of that story. Tell us if you have better stories of your kids being born. Um, but I think that was a great kickoff to this episode. Fantastic, Aaron. Let's take a break. We come back. Awesome. All right. Guys, thanks for all the support. Make sure to go to Facebook and go to our page under Minivan Men and like us there. You can also find that page by going to our website, minivanmen.com, and clicking on the Facebook link. See you on Facebook. Hey, we're back with minivan men, Maz Jobrani, Los Angeles, Aaron Arianpour, telling stories of his second kid, Mason, being born during a comedy festival. Beautiful, beautiful story. So um, moving on to other stories, let me ask you this. So a few years ago, we were, when we were doing this, or maybe last year, Aaron, um, Al Madrigal was telling us about this uh, elf on a shelf, because we're going into the holiday seasons now, so let's talk about this. You know who we know what Elf on a Shelf is all about? Yeah, yeah, I do. I I'm not a fan of the idea at all. Okay, well here here's the thing for those who don't know, Elf on a Shelf is you buy this little elf doll and you put it on a shelf and you tell your kids, you say, This elf works with Santa Claus and uh this elf is going to watch you and see what you do throughout the day, whether you're good or you're bad. Um, you're not allowed to touch the elf. It sits on the shelf. The elf will not talk to you because it's concentrating. Those are the two rules. You can't touch it. It won't talk to you. It's concentrating, watching you all day. So it can go tell Santa Claus at nighttime when you go to sleep. This elf will fly to the North Pole, tell Santa what you did, and if you're good, you're going to get your gifts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then the whole... The whole fun of it is every night when the kids go to sleep, you're supposed to move the elf to another part of the house or something. So in the morning when the kids wake up, they're supposed to run around and go and try and find the elf. That means the elf has had left while they were sleeping, gone on the North Pole, come back, and sat down somewhere else. Right? Yeah, Al was telling me that it, it's, it's the thing like you're not supposed to touch the elf Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you do, then the elf won't move, and that's the whole point. Is is this little thing that's going to be um, kind of hiding around the house? And I, I I totally understand the idea behind it, but it it still creeps me out. It is a little creepy, but it seems like it's fun. I mean, I, I guess you know we were talking about that whole thing of like telling your kids about Santa, not telling them, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, Mason's too young to even know what this would be because he's what one year one now. Uh, yeah, he's he'll be two in April. Uh, two and one in April. Yeah, so but he's still yeah one and a half, so he's still probably too young to even understand. Whereas um, your other boy, what's his name again? I'm sorry. Max is the older one. Yeah, Max might be too old at this point to get in because he's just like you were saying, he's questioning already this whole idea of, you know, 
maybe what's the deal with Santa, right? Right, right, right. So now you're going to introduce an elf, and he's going to be like, Dad, please, you know, the jig is up. So <laughs> so here's the reason I brought it up, because yesterday I was driving down. We don't, you know, we, my, I'm, I'm not that religious. My wife is Christian, but not that religious. I'm Muslim, but I'm not, you know, I mean, it's not even, it's like saying like I used to be a Cowboys fan, but I wasn't even, a, I mean, at least I was a Cowboys fan. I never even like prayed, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but here's the thing. So yesterday I was driving and there's this inter- interesting uh, thing on NPR talking about this guy. This was brilliant, this Jewish guy. He said that he was walking in a store like, I don't know, in a, you know Walmart or something. And his kids saw, they, uh, saw the elf on a shelf. And they're like, we want that, daddy. And the dad uh, jokingly said, no, you can't have an elf on a shelf. We're Jewish. You're a mensch on a bench. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, he said he went home. He thought, wait, that's a cool name. And he then um, designed a, uh, he designed a, uh, um, oh, I'm hearing an echo. I hope this isn't a bad recording. Oh, boy. No. He then went on and he designed uh, this mench on a bench on his own. And he put it online and he sold out. And now he's talking, this is just last year. Now he's talking to uh, stores to do it. It's a great idea. I guess a lot of Jews are buying mench on a bench. And, and, and you got to, and you like, if people, if people are listening to this, you can go Google mench on a bench and you just got to like give it a story. He wrote a story about this mench that sits on a bench. And I don't know what the whole deal is. It's somehow he worked it into Hanukkah. Brilliant. Right? So I'm thinking for the Muslims, Okay. I want to do imam in a hammam. <laughs> it's an imam who's in a, like a bath. And I don't know. <laughs> that's all I got. I don't know why he's in the bath. I'll gladly sketch up some schematics, like some, some initial designs for you. We can take it to uh, a factory. Maybe we can mock it up. We should totally do it. And then we <laughs> both get fatwas on our head. <laughs> can you imagine? It's not really a, a big gift giving season, though. Uh, aid. What's that? Like the the Muslim thing. Aid. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure if they give gifts. You're right. Yeah. Well, that's a bummer. But no, there's a couple of them. I think that there's some uh, friends of mine too that uh, uh, they did something similar. I don't know if it's the uh, same kind of story, but they've got a Maccabee on the mantle. What's a Maccabee? A Maccabee is. Uh, the story of Hanukkah mm-hmm. is actually um, when uh, I'm going to mess it up, but uh, no, go ahead. This is that's when, the beauty of what we do. We we get to mess things we just, up. Just make it up. Yeah. Well, I I think that this was under uh, Hellenistic rule when the Greeks were were kind of over the uh, the Jews in ancient Jerusalem. I mean, this and, sounds this sounds like legit already. And they they gutted the temple. Mm-hmm. And they filled it with all of the statues of the Greek gods and all of that. And the Jews weren't allowed to celebrate their own religion the way oh. that they wanted to. Mm. And uh, so there was a revolt. And that's what the story of Hanukkah is about, is the Maccabees are the, the tribe or the family. Like Judah Maccabee was the leader. I think uh, Maccabee means hammer. That's where the mm. Hebrew hammer comes from. That's why... That's why the movie was called The Hebrew Hammer, now that I remember, is because Maccabee is associated with Hammer. Anyway, so it's, wow. th- that, that's what you're celebrating is, is 
you know, one people who are the minority in their own home, uh, driving out the, uh, you know, the, the, the oppressors. And so when they did that, they had to reconsecrate the temple. And that's where the whole lights thing comes from, where they had enough oil for one night, but then the night burned for eight days or for eight nights. I thought it was, oh, the menorah, there's eight. I thought it was 12. Well, no. And, uh, and so, so that's, so you celebrate Hanukkah is the celebration of two, they call it miracles. One is the, the, the triumph, you know, over, over the Greeks. And, um, and then the second one is the, the oil lasting for us. And that's why you light the candles. Um, that's the menorah. That's the menorah. And then and there's eight candles. There's, there's, there's one It's called the Shamash. It's the leader candle. And then you've got eight candles for the, uh, eight nights. And I always think there was 12. Maybe I was, maybe my, my, maybe I had maybe Jewish just, friends that were just a diff, they're from a different sect. Maybe they just got a, a supersized menorah. They know, got a supersized menorah. To... Well, you um, know, he was a baker. So it was a baker's dozen. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's exactly, that's what it was. So, so, uh, that, that's something that I've, you know, I remember learning as a kid and I remember being a little peeved about it. It's, it's Hanukkah is not the Jewish Christmas. You know, mm. um, has nothing to do with anything that Christmas is about, but it, it's like everything else becomes so secularized where, oh, these people get gifts. We're going to do gifts too. Like it's not even, oh, you weren't, they weren't supposed to do gifts. Like gifts wasn't a big deal. I mean, that's why Hanukkah gifts are so lame by comparison. Well, that's cause yeah. you know what? So, so, but once Macy's gets involved, everyone's given gifts. Everybody's given gifts. I see. But so Hanukkah gifts are not that good. Well, that's the thing. It's like they weren't supposed to be. It, it was never meant to be a Jewish Christmas. But of course, you've got it's supposed to be like a dreidel. You get like a dreidel. You get a pair of socks. You get a pair of some socks. candy. You know, whatever. <laughs> that's a horrible gift. As sometimes, sometimes a nice pair of socks. <laughs> You're gonna make me defend socks. Um, but you know, of course, just like everything else, you know, you've got kids growing up who are like, well, why are my friends? you know, getting these awesome Lego sets and video games and whatever. And a bicycle. And a, and a bike. Getting and I, socks. And I got this lame pair of socks. Ugh. So, you know, it's become a thing where, where you but, get But don't you give gifts. a gift every night in Hanukkah? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. hard. It can't be. It, so, it, so what do they? So, what do they do? Give the socks for seven nights and then bust out a bike on the eighth night? <laughs> yeah, that's usually how it works too. Is like maybe now you get like one, you know, kick-ass gift on the first night. Hey, it's Hanukkah. We're gonna do everything. We're gonna say all the prayers. We're gonna light the candle. We're gonna, uh, you know, play with the dreidel. We're gonna sing some songs. We're gonna eat latkes and jelly donuts. And and here's your big-ass Lego whatever. And then days two, three, just like everything else, you, you maybe forget a candle. Maybe, yeah. you, oh crap, I got to go to CVS and pick up. Here, here's a a, a Snickers bar. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? It's just like it's not kosher. Don't worry about it. <laughs> by, 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 God's by, tired. He's not by, watching. By the seventh night, eighth night, you're like, God bless. Isn't this thing over yet? You know. Yeah, ask you a question. So you guys, so this now the idea is, and do people actually do people get together for eight nights in a row? You know, my family, we used to get together for at least one night. Yeah, one know. night. Well, that, come on. You just made a sound. You're like, at least one. Well, one night. Yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah, you, and you do the one night. And then, you know, 
but like the like the everybody like aunts uncles and and you know my mom and, and and my grandmother like that side of the family but no like it'd be it'd be ridiculous to expect that do people actually yeah. are there people that actually do that though that you know of that are like yeah we're doing all eight nights i maybe and you know not that i know of personally but i would also imagine that and and, and within the home you know, if it's just the four of us, yeah, we'll light the candles here at home. You know, we'll say the prayer here. No, that's easy. I thought, I thought like easy. for eight nights, they got to get together and see the family members. No, no, like, no. You again? But yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Thank we God just had Thanksgiving. Nights. We just had Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so I'm sure there's some families where it's um, the generations all live closer together. Yeah. You know, maybe. I just so. think nowadays people realize how much. They don't like their families. I think back in the day when it was like a big deal, if like you really want to get away from your family, you had to like steal the family's donkey when they're all sleeping. You know, uh, tell your younger brother and sister and, you know, brothers, you probably had five or six of each. You had to tell them, guys, I'm out of here. This is bullshit. You know, and don't tell mom and dad, I'm going to the big city to make a living for myself. This is right. gonna. This. I mean, it was. You probably had to think it out. You know, plan it. You know, you probably were gonna sneak out with you know the neighbor's daughter because you guys want to go and make a life for yourselves. You probably get on that donkey. You know, get halfway down, then you'd realize it's not worth it, and then, you know, whatever. Like it just wouldn't work out. Now you just book a flight. Yep. You just get a U-Haul, and you're like, I'm out of here. I want to see you guys for eight nights in a row. Are you out of your mind? How many candles are on this thing? Eight? How many candles do I have to make? How many? Eight <laughs> nights I got to light yeah. candles with you people? Yeah. Night one, I'm done. I was done Thanksgiving before this Hanukkah stuff started. I was done at Halloween. <laughs> I was done at Halloween. When you guys all dressed just as Orthodox Jews. <laughs> you, all, you all just dressed as, as disappointed family members. <laughs> <laughs> disappointed family members. <laughs> Oh my God! So, so you're saying your friends had already created something called Maccabee on the Wall? I saw something on Facebook, uh, and um, yeah, and it was a similar. And it was before I had even heard of the Mench on the Bench, but somebody actually pointed that out to me too. So, Mench on a Bench, Maccabee on the Mantle. Mm. I guess it's the same idea. It's another way. Like I don't want to knock it. You know, if, if yeah. somebody if somebody wants to create a new tradition, fine. But it, it feels to me it's like it's a it's another it's another co-opting of of uh of a Christmas. holiday yeah you know what i mean like yeah, oh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're doing this i don't want to be left out and so that's the irony of it too and i i'm not militant i'm not religious i'm not whatever i just i love i love irony yeah you know what i mean i love i love pointing out how the basis of the hanukkah celebration is the jewish people saying we are going to maintain our identity. We are going to reject mm. this other religion from from these Greeks. And whether we are punished or or ostracized or whatever, we're going to study our, our Torah. We're gonna, you know, play the games. We're going to learn our lessons. We're gonna we're gonna maintain our identity. And, and yet, then you and then you fast forward a couple thousand years, and. Mench on a bench. You got mench on a bench. Oi. Oi, indeed. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. A heavy duty, you, man. Capitalism will always win. 
Yeah, yeah. Capitalism will take your struggles of all those years that you stood side by side singing, lighting candles, beating the Greeks. Yeah. But one of you, one of you comes up with this idea, mention on a bench, hey, we should go for it. Why not? Why not? The Let's kids love it. it. Yeah. yeah, you give it a few years, pretty soon you're going to have, uh, you know, there's going to be like a, like a little Santa scene. Claus. A nativity scene. <laughs> you wait. Oh, my God. Well, that's, uh, that's, those are all great stories, man. We learned something here today. We're learning today, yeah. This is amazing. This is amazing. Um, I, uh, I, I think I'm not going to do my imam in a hammam at this point. I think, uh, that, I think uh, we, I think we kind of have to, though, now. I think we kind of should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? I have that. And the other one I wanted to do, I wanted to do uh, Bresto Pesto, which is just pesto sauce in a breast bottle. Okay. Bottle shaped like a breast. And you squeeze the boob (laughs) and the pesto comes out of the nipple. It's another idea. For which holiday? That's for something Italian. Okay. Whatever, like San Gennaro's Day or something. Let's think about this. Yeah, we got a brainstorm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's been it, guys. I thought I had a fun one. This was really fun. I hope you enjoy it. Happy Thanksgiving to all. Um, I will be at the Pasadena Ice House over Thanksgiving weekend. I'm not sure if this will even be up by then. But if it is, then come to the Pasadena Ice House, see me there. But I, this will be up by the time I'm in New York. I'll be doing New York um, uh, the first weekend of December. I'll be in... Um, in Denver in February. I'm touring. So you guys look me up, mazjobrani.com. Also, my DVD, I Come in Peace, is now available on Amazon.com, iTunes. Buy it, leave a comment. I need to uh, prove to my distributors that I can actually sell stuff so that they'll distribute it again. Um, I Come in Peace. I'm proud of that special. Would Check make an out. awesome gift. Would make an awesome. Awesome. Christmas, gift. Hanukkah. Hanukkah gift. gift. It's like between a sock. It's like not as, it's a little better than a sock. It's a hell of a lot better than a sock. Well, yeah, but me? not quite a bicycle. Right. Yeah, but do it. Um, so that's me. What you got going on? Staying local, uh, close to home for the holidays. I'm headlining a show at the Addison Improv on the 8th. I'm doing some corporate parties in San Antonio again in January, February. And, and AaronComedian.com, is that what AaronComedian.com. For those who are brave, the same website is AaronArianPour.com. Ooh. But you can just go to AaronComedian.com, and it links to all the YouTube clips and Facebook and Twitter and all of that. And uh, we're both online. Uh, on, uh, I'm on Twitter, at Maz Jobrani. Aaron's at AaronComedian, A-A-R-O-N Comedian. So find us, and uh, let's do this. Thanks for listening. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch or find out more, you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites, mazjobrani.com and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks. Thanks.